what annoyed me about <laughs> social media recently is the black box yeah. trend. I the black box trend, okay. For the Black Lives Matters, I love the campaign. Mm-hmm. I am all for it. But the fact that people are cluttering the platform is like censoring it. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, evening, wherever you are around the world. Now, today we have a very interesting episode. It's an episode that I promise you all can relate to. We are discussing the big beast that caters to almost half of the world's population called social media. Yes, you heard that correctly. With almost 3.8, and I repeat, 3.8 billion consumers worldwide, social media has created a massive impact on the community, and we know that, but I feel like it has also had some implications on our mental health and has literally changed on how we live our everyday lives. Social media is a powerful tool and it has connected us with people worldwide, but I feel like it has also somehow desensitized us. That's why we'll be discussing mental health issues related to social media, how to step away from negativity and the herd-like mentality, as well as become more mindful, be happy and swim through the dirty pool of cheap popularity posts and find your inner voice. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. On top of that, we'll discuss famous social media influencers, their mindset and how to de-stress from the online world. And most importantly, the most important thing, a very powerful online movement recently, which engaged more than 11.3 million users worldwide called Blackout Tuesday. And why I feel like it didn't serve the purpose it's supposed to. So stay tuned and listen to that later on. And I know it's a very full-on episode, that's why I feel like I won't be able to do this alone. That's why I have a very good friend of mine whose experience and perception towards social media and marketing in general is very tasteful. And to be honest, very similar to mine. She's a content creator, website developer and a marketer for a very renowned luxury service apartment company. Very fancy, I must say. Owns eight residences across central London and three in Edinburgh. In the daytime, she's a freelance digital marketer for a few service-based business owners whilst also running her own brand called Craftology by Bolly. Under the name where she makes amazingly beautiful quality headbands and face masks and they are all made by hand and love. Ladies and gentlemen, I welcome you Pachaya aka Bolly. Bolly, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for the grand intro. You're bigging me up. So, <laughs> no, it's just uh, you need that. You've been working really hard, I know, recently, and we've been talking back and forth for a long time. And this craftology by Bolly, absolutely love it. Let's Thank start you. off with by talking about that. So, what inspired you to do this craftology by Bolly? What what's your what's your real reason behind it, and why do you want to keep on pursuing it? Sure thing. So, I started this off I as I wanted to find a hobby off screen because I feel like all my hobby is actually on screen. And yeah, I, I mean, I've always been good at craft. And the last time I could remember myself learning to use the sewing machine was in high school. And I remember like the feeling that I have to be guided by someone the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So it was like a feeling like, am I not capable of doing this by myself? So I want yeah. to challenge that thought as well as wanting to make an impact because um, I've been having this in my head, you know, since... A while ago that I wanted to help charity but I don't know what I can do to help because me being me I'm pretty much very skillless in other areas other than the digital things so I am putting one pound from every order from each purchase to a charity a monthly charity of my choice to a course that I support and I think that's quite exceptional because you know given the recent circumstances Every little helps, and what you're doing is 
pretty amazing you're making these face masks which are very trendy by the way guys i have to say that uh, <laughs> you have to go check check them out i was, was planning to buy my, one myself but apparently they're not many available because their body's making quite a few of them and she's willing quite a few of them on a regular basis so they are available on Etsy, I believe, isn't it, Bolly? Yeah, on Etsy, or you can just DM me on Instagram, whatever works for you. Like, if it True. runs on Etsy, it's because I do one, like, one available at a time. And if I didn't mm -hmm. renew my product, it's not run out. I make as you order. So mm -hmm. you can just drop me a DM on Instagram, and your followers have a 10% off shameless plug right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, firstly, let's tell them where, where we can find you. That's uh, at your handle. Yeah, sure. So um, the business account is at Craftology by Bolly, or my personal account is Bolly from the blog. Um, if you are wondering how that name came about, last mm -hmm. year in my final year university, I was doing, supposed to be doing my final year project in the library. And mm -hmm. there I was trying to focus, you know, as a final year student, you got to focus. You can't waste your time. But instead, I have Jenny from the blog stuck in my head. I was going to say, it sounds very familiar. Jenny from the blog. Okay, Bolly from the blog. Okay, you're a big JLO fan, right? <laughs> you're a big JLO fan, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've been her fan forever. Since forever. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's why I think, I thought that the best thing to do is start, you know, we're talking about the social media and we're talking about sure. raising awareness, mindfulness. And I think the most brilliant way to do it is us two fellow marketers talking about it and you as, as a business owner now, Craftology by Bolly, it's, it's something that I think it's, it's a good thing to mention now that impacts, you know, your mentality and how do you see your products, where it goes. So when you talk about, you know, Craftology by Bolly, Craftology by Bolly, sorry, I keep on, I keep on, it's like a tongue twist. I keep on pronouncing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I've practiced, practiced so much before we start speaking so I, I can pronounce it properly. But I wanted to talk about, you know, we talk about this and what do you think how does social media play a big part in craftology by body what do you think it leads to and how does it help you in you know promoting it and raising awareness sure i actually received a few orders from instagram and i used the platform mainly to showcase what i make and what i can do as a business like let's say if the customers experience any issue instead of going on etsy they come directly to me and we can solve the problem there and then I also love connecting with people as well. So seeing them personally wearing it and tagging me makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah. And do you think like um, there is a lot of uh, pressure on you to deliver these amazing designs because you're pretty good at it, and, I've, and we've seen, I've seen it. And you know, we talk a lot about marketing off offline and online. So do you yeah. think do you think like um, there is an there is a pressure from you know if we're talking about a business point of view or even personal mm -hmm. point of view? Do you think there's a pressure to keep on keeping up with that brand and, you know, the likes and the followers and just working towards, you know, amplifying them. Do you think that there's a pressure on that for you? No, not at all. Like, to be honest, social media is supposed to be fun. And I think a lot of stress is unnecessarily created out of it. And I don't even understand why. Like, the per let's pretend that you're a business and you're trying to attract an audience. If someone like your business and is going to buy your service, they'll like you. End of it. And if they no longer like you, it's just part of life, you know, pe people change interests all the time. So you just have to go in with the fact that you have to understand people like things and some others won't like something that you create. So mm. go in with no expectation, just know that you can't please everyone as well. It's, it's a very good point because I feel like uh, there, is, there is a lot of, you know, demand or some sort of societal pressure to 
create yeah. this brand, even if you don't have a business, like a lot of people are trying to create this personal brand. And yeah. I feel like there is that there is that inferiority complex or some sort of complex to yeah. make yourself stand out or make yourself be yourself. Yeah, that's true. Not many people are being themselves on social media. I see that happening a lot. It's and, a um, of another person, isn't it? A lot of the times you'll see that. I mean, I wouldn't mention any names, but I do see a lot of replicate. Yeah, you said you see a lot of people like pretending to be something they're not. I mean, like, let's say this is a trend and then they'll just jump on that trend because they think it'll make them successful. But on the other hand, ask yourself whether you enjoy doing that, whether that is your value, whether that's what you're here to do. Like, you know, success is so different for everyone. The numbers of your followers on Instagram is, doesn't define your success at all. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a it's a lot to do with the, I don't know. It's it started from I think celebrities are the big thing. I mean, there's tons of celebrities doing amazing stuff, but I feel like there's a lot of there's a there's people find celebrities as their role models, and yeah, I'm talking about you know offline where people just see them on TVs and ad adverts or billboards or newspapers or they hear about them on radio. But now it's it's very easy. You know, you can just see everyone's personal life. From, from your palm really just go on your phone and you see that and I feel like for some reason people are exposed to a lot of that and they, they want to be those people and they feel like they are those people when they get the similar amount of likes or they get similar amount of followers or comments and they feel like I feel like people aren't again being themselves this very much they're trying to fit into this role model image and they feel like they are celebrities because they get a similar amount of likes or they're getting a lot of followers and they're getting yeah, a lot like of comments. It. And now I think that's become like a currency to uh, judge yeah. popularity. I think like those in likes Sadly, are not it is. Sadly it is. Like you got to understand that social media is such a glamorized platform. There are 24 hours a day and like once every two days, one person posts something, right? And you never know that behind that one picture, it takes about four to five hours to actually get the right one. So people yeah. are selective to show the best versions of themselves. Mm -hmm. yeah. And like, I believe that a new standard is definitely created out of social media, like body shapes, the meaning of successful, the standard of beauty. Like, you know, like before this, you would appreciate all body types and all that. And now just look at all the fitness gurus, you know? Mm -hmm. there, is th there is that thing, isn't there? Because it, again, you're saying it's very easy to manipulate that and show the side you're not. And there's tons of things. I was reading about it. I can't remember what exact article. There's there's tons of people that, you know, pay thousands of thousands of dollars and immense amount of money to these photographers and videographers and editors to yeah. create create a body shape that they, that's not natural to them. And they want to do it so they can fit in again with these influences and, you know, models that they aspire to be. And it's, it's pretty much the lighting and the editing and the photoshopping, which Again, you feel amazing when you look at it from a third person's point of view. They will feel amazing. But I feel like inside you kind of, you're not being yourself. No, no, I totally agree with you on that. Like, you know, you create what you like rather than following what other people want. You edit it how you want, regardless what other people are doing. Like your body type is not going to be the same as them. Your wealth, your lifestyle is not going to be the same as them. So because they're, that's what they choose for themselves doesn't mean you have to as well. Yeah, I, th I think that. That needs to change, and I do see a lot of influencers, and there's there's a very minority of them. But I did I remember this again. I saw this lady, Indian lady, and she did a TEDx talk, and she was talking about that the way 
we are much more than you know body shapes and you know we're not we're not supposed to be objectified in that way and she does these amazing cool photos i can't remember her name if i do remember i put it on instagram yeah but she does these photos which are like funny faces or she does these angles or she just does these normal photos which aren't photoshopped and they are not you know you can tell they're not edited at all and they look very natural and it itself is very it looks beautiful when you look at it but she's trying to be anti-photoshop she's trying to be anti you know glamorous kind of profile which is which is amazing i think that's how you keep saying in social media which Have is going back to what you said jamil say that again jamila I, I is she the one um that was on the good place that lady that's it yeah 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 i know about her she's she's a favorite of mine i, I do love her i, I do love have her. a crush on her uh but uh, let's talk about this other day i yeah, mean she's, because you're photoshop side of thing yep. every single shoot she's been in is unphotoshopped by the way that's very good i think she also does a podcast isn't it um something to do with eating disorder because she went through that oh yeah and, uh, i think someone told me about that way cool. something i weigh i don't know i don't remember but outweigh is it called outweigh i can't remember i weigh something i weigh okay yeah and that, that's what i think she talks about that, by the way i'm just like trying to remember i might be completely wrong i might be making things up yeah well about what about her You know, as in like the eye way, like she definitely have some sort of campaign about weight, about yeah. people, you know, appreciating their own weight and their own body. But I don't necessarily know the name. I might have made that up completely. <laughs> I think we'll find out. And I think I'll put it on my Instagram if I find it. Or you can do the same. But yeah, I think she's doing amazing work. And there mm-hmm. needs to be a lot more people doing that. Because again, when we talk about mental health, there is a big, big issue in society where I was reading this article and NHS did this study and they, I think they interviewed about 1,500, uh, uh, 1500 uh, people yeah. aging from 16 to 24, right? right. What they did is they asked people to rank these social media right. from the most positive to the negative. So things that make them feel very, social media that makes them feel more positive versus mm-hmm. they have a, like a negative effect on their mindset. So right. this, this, was, this was somehow talking about, you know, generic mental health but it's talked about you know yeah. depression anxiety uh inferiority complex uh very much of the societal thoughts so a lot of people like they rank these social media and they found that apparently youtube is the most positive social media for them yeah. and guess which is the most negative uh, social media of all which one do you think is the most negative instagram yeah <laughs> you can't. I mean, it's like it's very easy isn't it to guess that because uh, again you guessed it quite correctly And you can you can you can probably agree why that is, isn't it? Being the I most negative. The reason people say that, though, like it's funny, like what we choose to consume is completely within our own, you know, willpower. So if they feel like that is negative for them, maybe they're choosing the wrong type of accounts to follow. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think it's it's to do with the fact that again, you can't simply just log off and deactivate, but. I feel like it's again. There is that pressure to these sixteen to twenty-four year olds that, that were interviewed. They feel like for some reason what they're doing isn't enough, and that's what that's what I talk about. This comes from the whole, you know, celebrity-like mentality, which then gets passed on to. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say normal people. I don't, I don't like using that word, but let's talk about everyday people, right? Yeah, they have the, they have to follow that that kind of that kind of a pattern of momentum to be popular and popular. And, It's never enough, isn't it? It's like a dopamine hit every time you get those likes, get those followers, and you want more and more and more and more. Yeah. And these people probably not getting that fulfillment, 
And that's why they feel depressed or they feel anxious and they feel like, you know, they develop an eating disorder because they just get worried about not having enough popularity. And it's going back to the high school mentality, isn't it? Which Definitely. is, they, these are the popular kids and these are non-popular kids and they sit there and they sit there. And somehow there is an illusion where social media is supposed to bring them together. Yeah. But I think it's driving them further apart, isn't it? The good old high school days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the good I old high school days. By Instagram. <laughs> Do you remember? Because uh, do you remember what you were like uh, how you were before, like the whole social media started? What, what do you think those were better days for you compared to now? Or what do you, what, what, which one do you prefer if you were to pick one? If I were to pick one, I would pick life completely off screen. And I was even thinking to myself, if my job wasn't anything on screen, I believe I would delete my social media. Like when I was at university, I deleted Facebook for such a long time. But I had to recreate it because, you know, when you have group works, people contact mm-hmm. you there and have groups yeah. on Facebook. So I had no choice but to recreate my Facebook account. But yeah. I mean, my high school days were definitely my happy days, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> because those are the days that, that like when once I finish school, nothing else matters. I just carry on with my life, enjoy whatever the heck I want to do, rather than going on social media and be like, oh my God, that person has such a nice life, blah, 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 and all that jazz. Yeah, I think it's also that uh, I remember that uh, when do, do you remember using MSN? Because I used to use that a lot. That was MSN. like this. This was like uh, when high school, when I was in high school, but social media wasn't big. So what we would do is after school, we would just go back into <laughs> MSN and we would have these Dude. amazing, amazing chat rooms, uh, chat chat rooms, and we had these. I don't know if there was emojis at that so time. So nostalgic. Use, say that again. So nostalgic. Yeah, it's, it's very nostalgic because I remember like, uh, I remember using MySpace as uh, the first social media, but same like you. Say that again. High five. High five. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah. High five. Wasn't that the like a yellow, was it like a yellow logo? I can't remember what it was. I don't even remember, but I was on high five. <laughs> you were. Okay. I, I mean, all of these were fun times, isn't it? When there wasn't that, that world out there, you felt like. Your world is just your friends, your friend list, because you could speak to people, but there wasn't that visual comparison, which happens a lot now on social media, right? There was, there's no auditory thing. You can video chat maybe with people at that time, but it wasn't like everything's accessible. You can see what people are doing. So there was like less pressure. It was more fun. I remember like I used to speak to my friends and we created this like a group chat and we would just talk about, oh, hey, how are you doing? Even though we had each other's numbers, <laughs> but it felt like it's a bit of a thrill speaking offline. Well, not on the phone, but online. It just it was quite cool days. So you you saying you would prefer days without social media if there was no social media, right? Yeah, definitely. But I mean, I can't say much because I also met a lot of good friends on social media, if you know what I mean. Because I used to really blog actively. Mm-hmm. But now, mm-hmm. because like my job is also blogging, I guess like I needed a break. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to find my clarity and what exactly I want to do again. Yes. Yeah, so how do you... How do you like, do you track your social media usage or do you like, do you give a set of time? So I know we get really distracted by social media. How do you, how do you manage that? Managing your craftology bubble, you also do marketing for businesses. How do you manage that? So, I mean, I don't track how much I use. I trust myself because I follow every account intentionally and I make sure that I'm interested in the content. It doesn't make me angry. My vision aligned with the content that I'm consuming and it inspires me. And previously, I used to follow like nearly 1,000 accounts and now I'm down to 500 something. 
<laughs> just basically just decluttering and just oh, I always do that because I feel like what I consume does reflect on my energy. Mm-hmm. Do you talk about like are you talking necessarily like that things people post, or are you talking about just generically on social media? Because there's always that explore page, isn't it, on Facebook and Instagram and even on Twitter, there's that explore page which you can't really avoid. Yeah. But I know I know that gets catered to what you view, isn't it? And then whatever you tap is what, the more of that you see, isn't it? Yeah, sure. So I follow account, unfollow accounts. Like, you know, I used to follow, you know, mindset accounts, business accounts, because I'm genuinely interested in that content. And after I realized that they share daily hustle comparison, like of a successful person waking up at 5 a.m., doing this, doing that, work until 10 p.m., I'm sorry, but in my mind, your your body needs a rest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a lot of influencers out there talking about that 4 a.m. club, isn't it? 5 a.m. club, wake up super early before the world does and, you know, early bird you catch the worm or something. I really don't appreciate that life. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, but where do you find time for dinner? Where do you find time for your family? If that's all you're going to do, there is more to life than work. There is more to life than working on social media. Like Gary Vian, I understand. Like, I used to like him so much because he is such a hard worker. But after some time of following him, I realized he loved to hustle. But mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. for that kind of hustling because I believe that you need rest. But he's in a position where he's able to hire a lot of people to repurpose his content for him, which I appreciate. But I don't like the fact that he is asking other people to hustle too because other people may not be in a position where they can hire another person to work for them to recreate the content for them yeah yeah i understand that i think he's like um for for me because i do follow tons of people out there on social media influencers which i do admire but then i don't admire everything they say i just pick and choose what they say and just merge together you, you know me i've always done that when we start speaking on day one you're talking about all these influencers and so on and so forth and i was always i was said to you at that time if you don't i don't know if you remember but i said that we we should just pick and choose what we who we like and we just marry them but i feel like i know what you mean when you're talking about there's a lot of there's a lot of um, mindset about hustle and you know work hard work hard work hard which is forcing people to work 12 18 19 hours a day which is what gary v does of course he talks about that but um, i feel like the big thing that is missing and i'm quite against waking up early i, I feel like this is what i believe that you don't have to wake up no 5 a.m in the morning be the first one and rise you know rise and shine and grind i feel like what people should do is work smarter do something that they feel fulfilled by you don't need to work hard just so you get it because work hard is a very vague concept because i can work 12 hours on a photo editing and making it look nice versus i can spend two hours doing it and then if i like it it's good or i can just give it to someone else outsource and focus on other things rather than spending all of my immense amount of time on one thing which is what gary v talks a lot about and the big thing why I'm against this waking up early and <laughs> people promote it all the time is okay. you, you know what I'm going to talk about is sleep. sleep oh, don't. Don't get is, me started on that. The fact that people link being successful to waking up at 5 a.m. I'm really, like, really. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Are you serious right now? There's like, I remember this watching this. Uh, <laughs> I remember watching this video where, you know, Steve Harvey, right? He's talking about, he's very... In this video, he talks about, you know, wake up early, wake up early. You have to wake up early. Otherwise, you're going to miss that chance. You're going to miss that chance. He kept on saying it, right? Sleep, I tell you. 
<laughs> Funny thing is, he's talking about it, right, and his eyes are like bloodshot. You can you can see that he's got pink eye, and in- he's talking about it. And someone in the comment writes, maybe if he slept a bit more, he'll be less cranky. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, was like, I wake up at five to be successful. You don't have to wake up at five to be successful. So tomorrow, if I wake up at five a.m., suddenly I'm gonna have a hundred dollars in my account. Mm, yeah. Might as well resign from my job and then just start waking up at five every day. I think I think I understand. See, I understand the discipline. They're saying wake up early. They also say sleep early. But no, actually, they don't say sleep early. They say wake up early. But you have to survive on four hours sleep, five hours. Sleep. I see. I see Eric Thomas talk about this a ton of times. Yeah, I love, love the Eric guy. On your I, lo- I, I love Eric Thomas, but he talks about this so much, and I feel like you need sleep to function. If you exactly. don't sleep properly. You're not able to focus. Your mental health depreciates. You, you know, there's tons of issues with not sleeping, and people don't understand that. You, you can develop depression, cause anxiety, and it can actually make you less focused. So rather work on sleep, and that's why there's this book called Why We Sleep, or something about how we sleep, and it's amazing, and that's what the focus should be, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think sleep is just so important because in order for you to, like, you know, refill for tomorrow's energy, for tomorrow's work, to fully fulfill those hours. You have to have enough rest. Your body needs enough rest. Yeah, it's so true. I want to talk about really quickly before we start digressing on sleep, because that can be itself another topic, which we can talk about some other time when we invite you on the show again. I want to talk about, you know, you mentioned when we start talking about this, and uh, you mentioned it quite a few times, you say that you need to, uh, you need to make sure that you're managing your 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 usage on social media and you say so you unfollow people that you don't need so how do you how do you curate that feed on your social media to make sure you have the positive feeds that you need you're not trying to look at the negative side you're not getting distracted how do you do all of that sure. so obviously i said on my account i only follow accounts that make me happy that inspire me not make me envy but if you were to be envy just know that that is a motivation and you're inspired by it. So look them up as a role model rather than being envious. And for me, like I have my social media account for myself and not to please anybody else. I don't have any expectations from it. If you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. I can't change your mind. Let's talk about, um, so how do, you, how, do you, how do you manage stress from social media? Let's talk about that because do you use any apps or do you like, like to, you know, use Outside of outside of social media apps to balance that social media usage, or mm-hmm. what do you do? Like, because you talked about uninstalling Facebook or deactivating it because you needed that bit of mental, you know, space. How do you how do you do that now when you have Craftology by Bolly? Yeah, Bolly from the blog. You're a marketer, so you have to be online all the time. So how do you how do you log off and just de-stress from that? Yeah, sure. I mean, I didn't get stressed by social media. It's a platform created for fun. I feel like a lot of unnecessary stress is created out of it. Like, just think about this. The platform is created for fun, but yet there is so much strategy behind it for you to be quote-unquote successful. It doesn't make any sense to me. And like I said, I I use the platform to purely serve my own happiness. Yeah, yeah. What is like, this is not related to social media, but what does success mean to you? What does what mean to me, sorry? What does success mean to you? Success means to me, oh, what does success mean to me? Right. Success to me is like being able to wake up whenever I want and being able to do a job that I love, being able to have enough rest in the evening, spending time with people that I love, repeat, Mm -hmm. travel, you know, like don't 
you know, expect too much of social media is a platform that is so glamorized and a lot of expectations is created of it. I know because uh, you forgot the main thing from there, which is Nando's. Oh, <laughs> Nando's is, the unlimited Nando's is also part of success. The reason, talk, <laughs> the reason I talk about is to all the people listening is because um, we actually, because <laughs> Bolly is actually an, an amazing person when it comes to talking about social media. She knows all about you know, marketing channels, multimedia marketing. That's how we really connected because we're both marketeers. But do you want to go into how we met? Because you wouldn't normally talk, keep in touch with people based on how we met. Yeah, trust me, we've met on a very, <laughs> it's a very, very unusual circumstance, which you won't expect. It's not that unusual, but so what happened is, uh, Bolly and I, we, we, the people that are listening, this is how you can make friends and connect if you have a right mindset. So I was about to, last year, I was about to leave my job. I was working for a B2B company. It was time for me to move on. I worked there for a year and a half. So what I did is uh, I was was giving my notice, but my manager said to me that before you go, I want you to find your replacement, train them, and then you can go. So I was like, oh God, so that's another task. So I started interviewing people. Now, Bolly was one of those people that I interviewed. I I called her, looked at her CV, and I said to him, I really hyped her up to my manager. I said, this girl is pretty good. She's not as good as me, but <laughs> she'll do really well. She'll do, she'll do really well. Um, this is just a joke. You, you're incredible. But um, she, I said oh, to her, sure. like, <laughs> <laughs> so I said to her, she'll do well. I can train her well. She knows the stuff. And, uh, you know, she, she has her own website. Look at the designing work. Look at the marketing knowledge from such a young age. She has a passion for it. So I interviewed Bolly for my replacement of the job, which uh, she didn't end up getting, but <laughs> we ended up going with someone else. But uh, we interviewed and this was the most professional, passionate, unprofessional interview I've ever done in my life. Because unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> when I say unprofessional, I mean like not something you talk about with someone you're interviewing. If I'm interviewing you, it's like you want to talk about it with a manager or whoever does the interview. Interview, interview, it was not like that. We started talking about, we just started talking about the books, the books we like, and we started talking about who we love on social media. So started off from that. Talked about Gary V. As soon as we said Gary V, it's like that. We just connected. Yeah. <laughs> Straight away, we start talking about all the hustle and the grind, hard work, start talking about motivational stuff. And we spend at least 15 minutes or an hour talking. And even after that, we uh, we, we stayed in touch. And uh, I phoned her the next day. I didn't get the job, but then we just met afterwards, started talking. So our passion really started from, I interviewed her, this, this young girl who's, amazing at doing marketing and she knows a lot of stuff and connected on you know talking about hustle grind motivational stuff or influences people we like and role models and then it ended up with us talking about now there's like the perfect fit to find a friend so that's how we actually that's how we actually met which is pretty cool and i remember on that day you said to me something which was really amazing you talked about your love for gary v but you also talked about simon sinek now, I want to talk about really quickly about that because yeah. you love Simon Sinek, don't you? I love him. Yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you, what do you love like, about him? Because there's tons of things we can talk about him, but sure. what do, you, do you feel like he's the most transparent person you've seen online? I mean, like when it comes to other leaders, I kind of like have a moment where I love them and then a while later, I feel like disconnected. Whereas Simon Sinek, like start with why, it just always goes back to the basic. You do something and there's a reason behind it. If someday you get demotivated, go back to ask yourself again, why did you do that? Why are you on Instagram? 
why are you working where you are? Are you happy? You know, like it really goes back to you personally rather than just like on the surface level. It digs deep into your soul. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, like, we have one life and we only live so many years, right? And we don't know when we're going to die. I know this gets deep, but we just try to. <laughs> no, you're right. I agree. The reason we're smirking is because I, I agree with you on that. Completely agree with you. But carry on. I'm sorry for interrupting, but yeah. Oh, no, it's fine. I'm just going to say, you know, try your best to make every moment in your life as joyful and be as happy as possible, regardless of what anybody thinks. Like, and that applies to his work in marketing too. In marketing, if you were to start a company, why is your company there? How does it serve other people? Why would people want to buy it? Yeah. I think it's, uh, again, because you love Simon Sinek and so do I. I feel like he's an incredible guy. And the best thing about him, you say, the why, which is something I talked about a lot about when I didn't start doing this podcast, when I didn't start doing this coaching thing, I was talking to people about it because the why is really your passion. And I talk about this on my first episode, by the way, guys, you can check it out. But I talk about these four questions and the why is probably the most important one there because it defines your purpose. It tells you why you're doing something, right? It talks about really the, the essence of what you want to get into. And when you know your why, it doesn't matter. You you get it done. And that's what Simonson talks a lot about. Now, I don't know if you remember seeing this video of, uh, from Simon Sinek, but he was talking about, you know, um, which is something I want to relate to social media a lot and just people that feel like anxious or they feel nervous or they feel like some sort of some, some sort of pressure or they f- from keeping up with social media. I want to talk about that. He talks about this thing about nervousness. Have you, have you seen that video about him? I'm Very good. Sure. Is that his TED talk? It was, um, don't know. I think it was his TED talk. It was something about it, but I'll, I'll tell you anyway. And people that are listening, this is incredible. Please send me that video afterwards. <laughs> I definitely will. Yeah, I'll put it on, I'll put it on my social media and I'll put it on the description on this yeah. so people can watch it. So what he says is right. It's, it's incredible. He goes that when you feel nervous, what, how does a body react to it? We get a bit jittery. We get a bit, you know, we get that adrenaline running through our body. We feel like we're anxious. General body reaction is that adrenaline running through the body. It's like our body feels caffeinated, right? And we feel like a bit stressed. We ask tons of questions. And then he said that what happens when you feel excited or when you feel really pumped up about something? Same thing. Your body feels a bit jittery. You feel quite, you feel quite excited and you feel like running around. This is like an adrenaline running through your body. So what he said is they interviewed um, athletes, right? He, he basically talked about how they interviewed a lot of athletes. And when you hear them, most of them usually will reply with, I feel quite excited. I feel excited. Even though they're nervous, they have somehow created this mindset in, in, the, in the head to say that when you have all of these symptoms, which are very similar to feeling anxious or nervous, you just tell yourself you don't feel nervous. It's like NLP. You tell yourself you feel excited. Mm-hmm. When you tell yourself that, automatically your brain shifts and you feel rather than hiding away from something, you look forward to it. And this applies to everything in life, even in social media. When you feel like, you know, when you're nervous about something, when you're nervous about posting something, when you're nervous about showing your face on social media, recording something, just remember, keep on telling yourself you don't feel nervous, you feel excited. Yeah. And I, I started applying this in my life and it had changed me truly. It has been the most powerful thing for me because it's, it's pretty simple, isn't it? You, you shift your mindset and everything changes. You, you no longer hide and you feel, you feel like you look forward to doing things. That's, that's what I think is, is a good way of looking at things. I'm going to tell you something just to add to that. Um, I do tapping 
I don't do it personally, but I just follow like tapping videos on YouTube every time I get nervous. And it mm-hmm. really helps. It changes your language. It helps you understand your fear, tap in the right places, and then change your language towards that fear to become confident, love, happy. How, how does that work? So like um, if you just Google it, it's really hard to explain, but more like reframing your fear into something positive, more like okay. understanding it and then changing your mindset on it. Right. Okay. And do you feel like that really helps you? Is it like a, is it like a, some sort of technique to emotionally? I do that before every interview. <laughs> oh, you do? Sure. I, can, I can see you definitely did that on my interview because I could see that. <laughs> oh, trust me. I actually did. I actually did. I do tapping before interviews just because it helps me set the right tone going to the interview. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like uh, you've somehow, with this tapping technique, which I would love to know more about, but I'm aware because we're short on time, we can talk about this offline. Again, we can post this on social media, which you can check out on Bollies, or you can also check out on mine at IImprove. Uh, well, it's preang.iimprove, but you can check it out. And we can talk more about this generally because it's something I haven't heard of really. And I feel like it's something that can be quite exciting. And if it helps the people that are listening, then why not? But I want to talk about um, another amazing thing because I know we keep on talking about social media and the usage on mental health. Yeah. And uh, we also keep on digressing because we have such passion for influencers and you know people we love. But I want to talk about, because do you feel like um, when you said, again, you said that, you know, decluttering, unfollowing all these negative people and all of that. What, do you, what would you say like, to your point of view is towards these people that are getting uh, publicity from doing something that, you know, it's very unorthodox doing crazy trendy stuff to get popular or these clickbait titles you see on YouTube and oh. you see on every social media. What, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, in terms of YouTube videos in general, I'm up for any good joke any day. You know, some, some videos are just so funny. Like even though it's a clickbait, when, if you understand the reason behind it, it's funny, it's entertainment, it's entertaining content. But for Instagram, like, I think that's just so sad. Like, why does it matter how many people follow you? Why? <laughs> yeah. Like, what, does that pay your bills? No. Yeah, it's, I think it's, um, it's one of those things which, uh, again, people have this idea that it's, it's a popularity contest, which it is, and it's supposed to be about socializing. Hello, this is <laughs> I know high school mentality. They might as well call it like uh, rather than calling Instagram, just call it high school back to high school or something. You know, but I want to talk about. <laughs> you can totally name this podcast "High School Mentality," brought to you by Instagram, brought back <laughs> to you by Instagram. But you know, I don't think it's just Instagram because you know, there's two sides of things, and I don't want to be that person who's yeah. looking at just one side of the grass. Because yes, so there's, there's on social media. If you're talking about generally, if you take away. For a second about you know the clickbait titles we take away friendly people crazy people that are trying to do fun stuff and trying to get popular if we talk about the whole idea of social media sorry, I that? <laughs> so if we just talk about the idea of social media right if we talk about what the purpose of it is and it should be is really is what you what you talked about as well i'm, I'm going to echo this just really be yourself do and post things that you like. You don't have to have the same filter. You don't have to have, you know, just amazing. Unless you're doing business, then it's a different story because your branding is different. But I'm talking about personal accounts where people are doing utmost to get those 
likes and so on and so forth. So they do crazy things and they do, you know, there's people that are dyeing the hair or they're shaving the head or they're, you know, shaving the eyebrows just to get popular and just get that, get that vir- viral video going. But I feel like you wouldn't do that if social media didn't exist. That's what I tell people. I, I tell them that yeah. if you met people, right? If, let's, for example, if you talk about social media in real life, if you talk about there's people walking on the street generally. So imagine those are just, that's your newsfeed or that's your Instagram feed, that's your Facebook feed. People walking past you just, you know, when you walk on the road, those are people just walking past you. That's your newsfeed, that's your Instagram feed, Facebook feed, Twitter feed, whatever that is. Yeah. Imagine if you did the same thing in real life. You gathered everyone, like everyone, gather up. Today, I'm going to shave my head in, all of, in front of you and watch me. It's, it's pretty much doing that in real life, which is you're getting those eyes and you're getting those views. But the sad part is that doesn't get you anything. People record it and take a picture of it, but that doesn't do much to you. What I, sh- I think, uh, what I believe, and this is just my opinion, and feel free to add to this afterwards, but I feel like the social media shouldn't be about being viral. It shouldn't be about being trendy. It shouldn't be about doing crazy stuff. It should really be about I agree. being yourself, finding like-minded people, connecting with them. I don't mean connecting by just double tapping on the photos or commenting or just you know, giving a reaction. I mean, really just messaging them, calling them, videoing them, because we don't do that, right? A person that has 1,000, 2,000, 10,000 followers, they have those because they have a following, which is amazing, but we don't really connect with them. Even if you have 50, 100 followers, personal account, people usually don't connect with them. And I think that, ironically, that's the saddest part. You connect with them digitally, but you don't connect with them mentally. You don't connect with them physically or even like spiritually. You don't connect at all so you have these we're kind of like robots that are just mm-hmm. double tapping scroll scroll double tap scroll scroll double tap comment 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 tap 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 <laughs> and that's what's happening <laughs> there isn't there isn't anything which is picking up the phone putting the video on doing the voice notes which i love doing you know that <laughs> so yeah. i love doing these voice notes because i feel like when you text you don't connect with them i and guess i, I disappointed you say that again i guess i disappointed you then because every time you send me a voice note i would just text back <laughs> it's okay i mean if whatever you're comfortable with what i feel like i'm not i'm not asking you to reciprocate that back i just do it because i feel human that way yeah. rather than just texting and texting yeah. maybe also because i'm lazy <laughs> <laughs> there we go the real reason behind <laughs> voice notes now i know <laughs> but it, it's true though isn't it and i feel like that's what there should be more of that happening and i feel like it is any industry's leaders responsibilities to educate people like like us and the newer generations on how to use social media. You know, it's not about the numbers at all. Like, don't bring the numbers in even. Social media should be about building opportunities for yourself, creating opportunities for yourself. And if you are a business, educate people that would be interested in your product. Yeah, yeah. I think education, inspira- inspiring people, that's what it should be about. But then there is also a fine line between that, though, because some people claim to be inspiring others by saying they earn 100k a year, actually a month. Sorry, excuse my mistake there. But that just, I guess, you know, redefine success again. Like, do you have to have 100k in a month to be successful? Not everyone is able to do that. Yeah, yeah, and again, going back to what you said, which is what the definition of success isn't that anyway right it's not about uh, making certain amount of money and you said mm-hmm. you know for you it's waking up one certain amount of time and getting enough sleep and being with loved ones 
which doesn't have to be again to do with money it's how much you earn things i do as well you know that is really important to me yeah i mean that's what i think that's what the key is but i I feel like uh, what you do is and you've shown me some of your work which is again incredible and uh, i like how you i like i loved your website and you've done an incredible amount of work on it and i do like you know the structure that you have in terms of design and branding I want to talk about the creative side of it because we talked a lot about the implications of social media, the negative effects of it. I want to talk about what, how do you, how do you, how do you get your creativity? Like when you do digital content, where does your creativity come from? Do you follow certain people? Do you have influences that you love, or some some of them you want to give a shout out to so we can follow as well? Sure thing. So I like in terms of my job, I'm gonna link this to my job because I only I tell myself to only ever apply for jobs that I have interest in. And then I read a lot on those. I consume a lot of those contents anyway, and that's where I get my inspiration from. I don't copy it, but I kind of make it my own. Because, you know, when you see something, it reminds you of something else. So just recreate your own version of the content. Yeah. And I feel like um, it's that's, again, going back to saying that everyone have their own creativity isn't that that's what the beautiful thing is you can show off your creativity and you can show off and not just an instagram i don't feel like um there's tons of other websites i don't know if you heard of is it behance is it behance which yeah. is a, it's yeah. a designer's portfolio website yeah and i feel like that that's another incredible thing and people should be doing more of that now because i love that it's like it it's a social media platform for creators and they're creators digital designers and just people that are just creative in general right yeah, definitely. And I feel like a platform is. It's it's a it's a good platform. You should jump on that. I think. <laughs> I have a website for that. No need, no be hands for it. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you, of course, there. Yeah, you know, whatever fits you. But yeah, I want to talk about the craftology by Bolly because yeah. it's a cool concept. I want to talk about how do you uh, where because we talked about new inspiration. We talked about your designs and stuff. And you said that you like to create your own voice and have your own branding with it. Where do you see yourself going with Craftology by Bolly? And what do you think, what do you think it would be in like a couple of years down the line? To be honest, like I created this just because I wanted to find a hobby off screen. And so I started creating, making even those headbands for my friends. And they're like, you should totally start a business. You can do it. I'm like, okay, I'll give it a go. And I have no like big expectations of it. And on the other hand, I was like, okay, I also want to help charities. What do I do? So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to start the business. Some proceeds will go to the charities because that's what I can do. I'll do whatever I can. Just because I don't have the time to go out and physically be there to support the charities doesn't mean I can't financially support them. Like to me, I don't expect a lot of sales. Like personally, I don't expect a lot of sales. If you like what I make, you can get it because it makes you happy. I just want everybody else to be happy as well, I guess. Yeah, of course, because it's like... um... And I like it. It's very subtle that your account or in just general, like in your life, you say that you don't, you don't try to push things on people. And again, being marketeers, we, because we're both in the field, we feel like there is that urgency to get people to buy, get people to attract. But what is amazing is, of course, you're doing that from a business point of view because it's your job, but you haven't applied that same kind of mentality. And again, your mindset isn't that you want people to buy, buy, buy. You don't want to earn like, hundred thousand ten thousand you know in a month or in a day you just want to do it because you enjoy it you think it's fun it enhances your creativity and it gives you a platform to show off that and if people buy it, it's amazing but you'll keep on making them because it's your hobby right and 
I think that people should be doing that more, like as a mindset, letting go of that expectation that you have to be successful. I mean, like if it makes you happy, just do it. Stop thinking about whether or not you're defined to be successful because of it. Do it because it makes you happy. Like I'm not going to stop sewing because people are not buying my stuff. Yeah. And I think like what I really want to highlight and in today's episode, because we talked about tons of stuff is when you talk about from a business point of view and you say that, of course, you know, you want to work and you want to create this brand. It doesn't have to be successful. Once again, I keep on mentioning it because to you, success is completely different, which again, I love the definition of how you define success. But I feel like people should just be letting go that altogether. So what I tell people is when I, and when I, when I've, you know, when I talk to people, when I, you know, get people DMing me on Instagram or whatever, just generally have a chat with friends. And when I teach people things, I just tell them first and foremost thing, you have to define your own success. You don't have to follow what people are doing, which is what social media does again. And I actually by all means, so much success. It should be happy. What is yeah, it to you? And then do that. Exactly. Yeah, I think, again, because I'm going to talk about that. The, when we talk about these social media followers and influencers and we talk about people that think it's very important to wake up early to have these followers to have these many likes to have these many comments and have this almost like a robotic procedure that you should be getting them again a person that gets five or ten likes isn't any different to a person get ten thousand twenty thousand likes because to to them they have you know created the best work and they're happy with the five or ten they should be happy with those five or ten likes when you put it out there, when you express yourself, that's what social media is about. Expressing yourself, connecting yourself and with other people, and simply just having fun. Letting go of that success is very important. People don't need to be successful. And just to add to that, in social you can media. Also create aligned opportunities for yourself just by being you, you know? Yeah, and that's why I, I think I, that's why I, I love. A lot of people like you know Simon Sinek, Jay Shetty, Jamila. She's 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 incredible because you can tell these people aren't trying to be someone they're not. They're very much themselves, and they're still getting that popularity. And I feel like there should be a shift in social media trends, which I see happening. But there should be incredible amount of those people that follow that trend, which is to be yourself, yeah. to talk about what you love, yeah. and to step away from this sheep-like mentality, which is I'm going to pose like this because this person does this because this person gets this many likes, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to reveal a bit more because they get more likes. I'm going to dye my hair pink or black because it or like another color because it gets more likes and virality. And I feel like you lose a sense of yourself. And Definitely. That should be less. That should be, less, that, that should be happening much, much lesser. Can and I keep on repeating really it. It's so much true as well. Can I just bring a really heated conversation up? What annoyed me about <laughs> social media recently is the black box yeah. trend. I the black box trend okay for the black life matters I love the campaign I am all for it but the fact that people are cluttering the platform is like censoring it when the meaning is created to be supporting this campaign but realistically if you think about it before the black box trend people were sharing useful resources to educate other people right but yep. since the black box trend if you search for that hashtag you can't see any useful resources. You can't see anything at all. But the person posting it thinks, okay, I'm a part of this now. I support this campaign, blah, blah, blah. But realistically, even though you have good intentions behind it, the result of that isn't as positive as it should be. 
And I feel like I agree with you on that because I, I did the same thing and a lot of people did it. They put it in a black box. But my mentality was very different to how other people's mentality behave. And my mentality was because having educated myself and having posted a lot of things on my stories and in general, because I don't, don't like to overpopulate my social media because I feel like believing in doing something rather than just putting on social media. Mm-hmm. I did it because I feel like it, it's a sign of raising awareness or being part of that trend, but it's also like an emblem to say that you support it, which is good, but also educate people and your community around it. So what I did from my side of view, I have parents who are very much, they come from an Indian background, or we all do, and they don't understand, they don't understand the whole movement. And sure. that's not to say that, I'm not saying the ignorance justifies that they're towards you know the racism but i'm saying is they don't really understand it so they didn't have a position to stand on about this and they felt like um it's it's very sad what happened but i felt like it was my responsibility to educate them so what i did is i told them what's 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 happening with george floyd put videos up i told them this is the movement i told them this is how much racism is happening across the world and i told them this movement it's very strong and powerful and they very much understand it. <laughs> My dad was like, and we did put a sign outside our house saying Black Lives Matter, which his way of showing that does make a difference because during the coronavirus, you can't go out much and do protests. But he, he felt like that's his way of showing it. And to me, I felt like incredible. I felt so proud of doing that because yeah. I felt like not only that black box is there, I put it on my social media, but beside that, I've managed to educate people that are close to me and they understand me and they mean the world to me. And then they go on educating. I see my mom talking to a friend about what's happened and it's very sad and this is what people should be doing and this is what how people should be operating. And I feel like that's what was missing from this black box trend. People that's put not- it there. People put it on social media, but then that's it. They feel like, okay, right? I put it there. Job yeah, is done. exactly. Actions should be taken beyond social media. Social media is just on your square rectangular screen on your phone. And that's it. Nothing else. It's really good. Yeah. And yeah. I have friends that actually just share the back black box and that's it. Nothing else. They have yeah. not shared any resources previously and suddenly just jumped on the black box. And that to me is really, I guess, disappointing. Yeah, because I feel like people, <laughs> I remember seeing this meme. Someone said that. Um, Okay, so we posted a black box. What was that all about? <laughs> so someone actually wrote that and people were like, hmm, good point. What was, what was the reason behind exactly. it? Exactly. A lot of people don't know the meaning behind it, but just posting it. Yeah, I remember quite a few people I know that uh, did the same thing. They posted it and this went worldwide. It was huge. It was a rapid movement on social media, but most of these people didn't understand it. They were just like, it's trendy. And that's why I started hating that trend or that thing because it's like it's not supposed to be trendy. You're supposed to stand towards this movement and you're supposed to support it and you're supposed to do something about it. Sign the petitions, donate and buy some you know, merchandise that would donate towards the cause. Don't just post it there because it's trendy because I guarantee you someday in the future, if a celebrity or someone else just posted, I don't know, a letter, I, P, C, D, people would start doing that without a reason of understanding what that is. And that's, that's, the, that's the dark side of social media. People doing things because it's trendy and they don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, just think about it. If you go onto the hashtag Black BLM, was it BLM or Black, Blackout Tuesday, was it? Blackout Tuesday. Blackout Tuesday, yeah. All you see is a black box. Whereas if you go to 
hashtag BLM, you see many useful resources. So instead of cluttering the, the platform, why not put something useful? Yeah, I think, I'm, I think that's very important, which is why for me on my, on my social media, because when I'm, when I'm, because I'm in coaching now, I coach people and I, I do that a lot more versus uh, what I was doing before now, my personal Instagram was, you know, just me posing and just adding, you know, which, which is again, not, not a bad thing. You're being yourself, which is what we talked about. But for me, I felt like personally that wasn't serving my purpose. Yeah. So I was like, rather than just, being trendy and posting cool memes or doing like all these filters, which again is not a wrong thing to do. If that makes you happy, do it. For me, I felt like that wasn't really fulfilling me. So I went into doing coaching. I went into like, you know, start educating people, speaking to people, helping them bring their confidence and that knowledge that they need to live a better life and be happy truly with it. Should be relationship work wherever it is. And I feel like that's the step people should start taking, not completely go coaching but they should try to educate people which again which touches on the point of our black lives matter and that movement because people did it they didn't understand why they're doing it but if people just started doing that in general like about the worldwide worldwide affairs and what's happening mental health issues how to deal with it how to de-stress how to be able to live a better happy life and everyone started doing that just little by little there you go you have a very healthy social media platforms where people aren't you know, going into depression, they aren't being anxious, they are not being, you know, FOMO, fear of missing out. There's not, that's not happening because if people start doing that, which again, I never have fear of missing out. <laughs> you never have fear of missing out. No, yeah. I, you shouldn't be because you're not missing out on anything, Bolly. You do like pretty much everywhere. <laughs> you're, you're, doing, you're doing your handmade stitching stuff, you're <laughs> doing your marketing for other people, you write blogs, you have a website. You're like, you and I have like the most busy schedule in the world. And yet we still get enough sleep, right? I still get enough sleep. I really do get enough sleep. Like I personally, I'm a person that struggles to sleep. So whenever I can get sleep, I will get it and I will have enough of it. That's incredible because I, I want to talk about something which I read the other day and something which I didn't know about. Did you know that um, we use, obviously everyone uses their phone, right? Before, before they go to bed or when they wake up, it's a habit now. Um, did you know that uh, the blue light that flashes from the phone yep. i can't remember it's a blue or green but the blue light, light that flashes from the phone when you're viewing it the blue light is blue light filter yes so the blue light is supposed to make you uh more basically causes your causes sleep deprivation so that gets you it, somehow there has an effect on your eyes that you're unable to sleep it's not soothing so before you sleep and you use your phone it's going to delay your sleeping process and it's going to add to again sleep deprivation and so what I started doing is two things very recently, and this is related to social media, but general phone use before I sleep, half an hour before that, I just let go of my phone, don't use it. Or if I use it for a brief while, I'll use it and then I'll just leave it near the bed like a, the stand and I'll just leave it there. And on top of that, I, when I use it on nighttime, I put on this blue light filter, which is on everyone's phone now, and you can get an app for it. Mm. It's very soothing to the eyes. And you don't feel like you're, you know, you're active, your eyes aren't active. You feel like, okay, it's a bit relaxing. So it's much more caring toward the eyes. Another thing is don't use social media. To the people that are listening, please, 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 even to you, Bolly, if you don't apply this, <laughs> please stop using social media before you sleep. I don't when you use social media. 
you don't do it. That's pretty good. Well, to be honest with you, instead of using my phone, I'm on a bigger screen, which is my laptop. <laughs> you shouldn't use anything, nothing digital before you sleep. And I'm a big believer on getting good sleep. And this is an episode I'll do later on. I want to say, if you can apply one tip for a week, don't use any screens before you sleep. 30 minutes before. That's don't use bad anything. I tell you, it's really bad. Not the phone, but more like my computer because I read a lot of blogs. Yeah. So I just kind of like, yeah. So you know what, what I feel like? You, you can do that, but 30 minutes before you sleep, don't use any social media devices. Don't, don't use any social media. Don't use any devices, nothing laptop, nothing. No screens. Not even, nothing. And what you should do, which is what I start doing now, I bought an MP3, MP3 player, right? Because sometimes I listen to, this is a speaker one, and uh, I like to listen to music before I sleep. So I was doing that on my phone, and I naturally when I started using my phone, I would go on social media, boom, 30 minutes gone. So what I started doing is MP3 player, put a playlist on it. There's no, there's no social media on it. There's no screens on it. Well, tiny screen, you can't see much. There's no internet on it. Play that, put it in my bedside. Happy sleeper, that's it. <laughs> Don't use my phone, keep it aside. My sleeping pattern has changed so much. It's oh. incredible. I've been trying to implement this um, strategy where I just read before I sleep. Yeah, that's another one. But Not a screen, though, not on Kindle. Not on I tablet. Have Kindle, but I prefer a physical book. I love the smell of books. I love going to bookshops and browsing. Like, I love my Kindle, but I just feel like, I don't know, it's, it's not the same. It's not really, yeah. It's, it's a, it's, there's a lot of people out there who love books. I love physically like to turn the page, right? Books. I just love flipping the pages and having my cute bookmarks and all that jazz, you know? <laughs> I know, it's amazing. There's, a, there's quite a few apps out there. Um, Blinkist, have you heard of that app called Blinkist? Yeah, I used to, Blinkist. but I just feel like I enjoy reading the full book just because what the content creators at Blinkist may have picked up may not necessarily be what I would have picked up. Picked up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I use the same app, and I feel like because I'm the kind of guy that likes to. Um, so if there was a choice of me watching scenes from a movie and watching the whole movie, I would watch the whole movie. So I don't want to miss out anything. Yeah. So that's yeah. the same thing with books. I don't want to miss out anything on it. Definitely. So I tend to like. And I feel like everyone interpret and pick on different things. And when I used Blinkist, I had a year subscription and I, and I cancelled it after a year. Mm. Because when I was on placement, I did definitely use Blinkist quite a lot. Instead of Spotify, I used Blinkist. And it did help me. And every time I like a book, I actually buy the full version. You do? Wow. Yeah, I buy the full version. I read the full thing. And there will always be times where I pick up more things than what I found out from Blinkist. It's a, it's a good platform if you want, you know, quick information, a rush strategy or what do you say, snippet of that book. But <laughs> yeah. go in the, I am an intense reader and I read things like I would make notes, highlight everything, by the way. Yeah, so I prefer to fully read the book. Yeah, I feel like that's something a lot of people aren't doing, which I know we keep on digressing from social media, but this is a very good point. It's a, a lot of people have a very short attention span. I want to address this really quickly because I, uh, I feel like <laughs> I feel like because uh, of social media, there is that dopamine when you get likes, comments and followers, so and so forth. Mm -hmm. So what people and you can, you know, you can tap, you can do a few taps, you can just. For one time, for one moment, you could be viewing 
somewhere in Italy or Venice and another moment you're looking at a child that is getting hit by a shoe. So it's like there is a lot of emotional roller coaster that happens on social media. Definitely. And I feel like because of that, our emotions are becoming a bit more unstable. Yeah. And I also feel like generally that on, on social media, there's tons of things about, you know, controversial stuff or something that's very shocking that, and something that excites you. And I feel like when you take your phone away, you, you, you miss that out. So the dopamine hit doesn't happen. So you want more of that dopamine. You want more of that dopamine. Hit. So because of that, there's less people. That's why Blinkers has been invented for people that don't have a very good attention span and that have a very short attention span. They can't read a book, but they don't have to time. They don't have time to read the book. Yeah. Whereas back in the day, you had no choice but to read a book. If you don't read it, then you you don't know what's going on, right? I have a bookshelf in my in my room. It's small, but it's full of at least twenty, thirty books, and I've been through about twenty of them very recently when I started reading a lot in the past two years, three years. Yeah. And uh, to imagine that people don't even get to the quarter of that, and again, that's to do with social media. That you know we have quick and easy information on our palms we don't have much time to read anything else mm-hmm. or just have patience to turn pages <laughs> which is quite sad i mean you know like people may say they hate reading books but to me i feel like as a child i hated reading by the way but i yeah. realized that's because some books were forced on me so i started choosing the kind of books that i like and that's when mm-hmm. my mindset changed if you know your interests you can find the book that will strike your interest and then you'll start reading. What's, uh, why did you feel like, uh, did you feel like you were being forced to read those books? And I you feel, feel like, like, I like, um, what do you call it? Fiction books, right? I, I like some fiction books. I don't like others. And, you know, in school libraries, the, the choices of books are so limited. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like everyone, there's a syllabus to what you should read and people want to read something else no you have to read this you have to read jane austen you have to read yeah you know so, so. exactly <laughs> like, so I did reading based on that and then when i got to university i'm just like okay i'm sure i can find books that i like and then i went to the library and oh my god the choices of books is abundance in the library alone and let alone yeah. finding the books that you might like online yeah and you know if you, if you find out more sorry to interrupt um, go for it. But if you want to find out more about books that you like, go on Goodreads. It's a really good platform. I love Goodreads. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm just I'm not drinking some water. There, but I love it for like book reviews and see what others think. Yeah, book. any any book that I buy beforehand, I, I go through it again. It's a popularity thing to see which is the best book, but then most of it is very transparent. That's probably the best review like side I've seen for books or anything else because it tells people's opinions. And they rate it, right? Exactly. Pretty beautiful thing. Exactly. And then you sometimes can see what that person, what kind of book that person that commented likes as well. So you might be able to link your interest and their interest and then find similar books as well. Sure. And that, that's a beautiful thing because you, you said that, you know, books and just reading books, it helps you soothe your mind. And you feel a bit more at ease when before you feel relaxed before you go to bed. And that's a lot of people say that reading helps before you sleep because it helps you sleep because basically you feel a bit tired and you fall asleep naturally. Do you feel like you do you use like other other hacks or other tricks and tips when to help you? Not reading, but in generally like, you know, they'll help you sleep better or generally that's good for your mental health because I love asking this question to a lot of people and everyone has a different answer because everyone has a different perspective towards what mental health stability is and how to manage it so 
want to ask you, what do you do for your mental health? So I journal a lot. I write a lot. I just feel like I often try to implement things that make me happy rather than focusing on the external world. I look at myself, my inner self. What exactly do I want to do? You know, I'm really mindful when it comes to living life in general. Like I may not be the healthiest person, but eating KFC and Nando's does make me happy. So I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Regardless of what people say, because you know what? Everybody lives and everybody dies. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very true. But um, I think like it's it's important to do that. Have you like ever tried like meditating or do you use anything to help I you meditate? I love meditating. I love journaling as well. Like journaling mm-hmm. for me is something that I've always done because it's like words vomit, ridiculous words vomits from my head. That's what I call it. Mm-hmm. Brain dumping or something, isn't it? Kind of like that, but more towards words vomit. And hence why I said it that way. It's just like whatever that's in my head that doesn't make sense, I'll write it down. And sometimes on a week by week basis, I would come to reflect on it and be like, why am I thinking that? Is there anything I can link together? Like when I was doing script writing at university, I did a media production course. It's pretty much a content creation course. And one of the units was script writing. And I was struggling for ideas. I'm like, oh my God, these writers are so bloody creative. How did they go about doing it? And they took a lot of inspirations from their life to create a story. And so I started journaling quite a lot since then, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's very helpful. And I've been told like uh, by a lot of people and I advise people to do the same. Journaling helps so much, but it's kind of like a venting process, but it helps you gather thoughts in a way. Yeah. And everyone does it differently. People do journaling, people do video journaling, people do audio journaling. It doesn't matter. If, if you are someone that, uh, you know, that just likes to vent or just want to have ideas, please do journaling. Molly actually does these really cool designs and she does like these. I, remember, I don't know if, if you still do them, but I remember seeing these designs of like, you have these notes and you, you basically very much organize, which I think is quite important like generally if you're doing journaling or if you're just doing anything in life to have that kind of mindset it keeps helps you it's like um i call it like a how do you describe it's like a reverse engineering of reverse engineering brainstorm plan idea or something right Uh, your brain runs and then then you take things away from it and then you have ideas right okay i'm gonna just like roughly say how you can do it so when you have like when you feel so stressed just ask the hmm. journal down, why am I stressful? You know, just write down all your thoughts. Even if it doesn't make sense, write down anyway. And on your happy days, when you feel better, come back to it and highlight the important things that came out during that session. And then from hmm. there, you can see what problems you can solve. Like everyone goes through a shitty moment in life. Everyone is stressed in somewhat of a way. But it is up to you whether you're going to tackle that or continue being stressed, right? There is always a solution to all the problem, but it's up to you whether you want to solve that or you want to leave it like that. Yeah, I think it's quite important. That's it's a very, very good point because, and I feel like um, that's again just talking about why am I stressed? Even if you have a you know bad day in general, it doesn't have to be related to, it's not related to your job or just you know your career. If you're not being, if you're not feeling successful, if you're not being successful, just a general bad day that helps so much. Just asking that question you automatically have to answer it that's human tendency to do that when you ask a question you have to also answer it which is a pretty good point rather saying i feel stressed ask yourself why do i feel stressed yeah automatically you have an answer you have to give an answer because you're asking yourself that and that's a very good point yeah, exactly. uh, Polly, um, what i also want to talk about i know we're 
quite running on short on time and <laughs> it's getting a bit late. I want to ask you one thing, and it's probably the most important thing uh, for, for the episode, apart from all the amazing stuff we talked about. What do you think is the most ideal social media world? And what do you think it sh- should be from your point of view? And how do you think people can manage stress, anxiety, or some sort of, uh, de- if they're feeling depressed or fear of missing out, how do you think people can manage that from when they feel that from social media? Yeah, sure. So for me, I would say following the right accounts and don't fear of posting because it's just another content. Just remember, everyone else doesn't care. They're busy fear having fear in their own lives and worrying about their own things to care about yours. So do whatever makes you happy. Like if posting a selfie makes you happy, girl, you go ahead. I'm all for it. <laughs> And if posting about your day cooking or whatever makes you happy, you go for it. Show them you have that skill. And I would say like, also go without any expectations as well. If you have the expectation to have a thousand followers by the end of the month, you're going to work your ass off thinking, oh my God, I'm so stressed. Now I'm still having 10 followers. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Like you can't force that. If people like your content, they'll like it. You can't change their mind whether or not they have to like your content. Do what you do best, and eventually the right people will be attracted to you. Yeah, no, I do agree with that. I feel like um, that's something, it's a very old and cliched advice, be yourself. But um, more and more people are not applying that at less of less because they feel like, again, the c- comparison comes in play. They feel like I posted the same makeup selfie, I posted the same photo wearing the same fashion over jeans, all the same brands of clothes, and I didn't get enough likes. What's wrong with me? And then People start doing things that they feel like get them quick and cheap addition. But I feel like that's just a very short-term thing. If you want to really be healthy mentally, stop pretending to be someone else. Yeah. Be yourself. And like Bolly said, you know, if you want to post yourself, you go, go. If you want to exactly. post that, you know, cooking recipe, you go, go, or a guy. That's what I feel <laughs> like it's all about. And that's what people should do. And I do, I do tell people a lot of things about this. And now, I feel like we talked up about tons of things and I want to say last thing before we go, mm-hmm. Polly, you've been incredible, amazing stuff. Once again, how do people find you on social media? Can you give your handle so people know where to reach you from? And can you also talk about that promo code that people can get? Yeah, sure. So on my business account, if you're interested in headbands or face mask, as an IM Pro follower, you do get a 10% off by using... I am proof, all in capital letters, 10 at the end. Can you please insert the code in the description if possible? <laughs> Definitely, I'll do that. And my personal account is Bolly from the Block. And if you forget that, remember Jennifer Lopez, Jenny from the Block, change to Bolly from the Blog. <laughs> yeah, B L O G B O, sorry. Bolly, B O L L Y. Yeah. F R O M T B L O. Body from the blog. Yeah. I'll put it in the description. Yeah. <laughs> like a blog, yeah. but you know, Bolly from the blog. <laughs> got it. Got it. Okay. Everyone Fantastic. actually asked me about that, how I came about getting that. Very Yeah. And I when I when I first started it is amazing. It's it's a creatively unique title, account name. I feel like I should get something with that, but it wouldn't fit with my name. So if it's perfect with you. Ladies and gentlemen, we have now officially ended this episode. Polly from the blog, thank you so much for being on the episode today. Thank you. Lovely to have you as always. You can come back anytime. 
And uh, yeah, thank you for chatting today. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed this interview so much. Okay, and guys, well, subscribe you. because he does do the good shit. Appreciate that, Bolly. Okay, speak to you soon. Speak to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode and I really hope you enjoyed it. Now, if you found today's episode useful and you feel like someone else can also benefit from it, please do share it with your friends and family and pay it forward. You never know whose life you may be able to improve or impact by simply sharing such content. Also, I would really appreciate it if you can subscribe, rate and comment on this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to this on. It really helped me understand how useful these episodes are for you and give me the momentum to keep providing you with top quality content for future improved episodes. Now, before you go, I want you to ask yourself if you're ready to take the next step and upgrade your life. And if the answer to that is yes, and you are someone that's been looking to make that change in your life for some time now, but you feel like you're missing that motivation, you feel like you're missing the energy, the confidence or those skills, then I'm here to help you. I'll be happy to support you from start to finish and work with you personally, one-on-one, over the phone, through video chat or face-to-face, so I can ignite that inner fire that will help you excel at your relationships, become a social rock star, own it at your job, in your business, and leave that long-lasting impression wherever you go. I know that sounds amazing. Trust me, it's very much possible. I've worked with dozens of clients to help make that change in their life, and I can do it for you. All you have to do is just email me Priyank at iimprove at outlook.com or you can simply just DM me on my Instagram at P-R-I-Y-A-N-K dot iimprove and drop me a message and I'll be happy to have a chat with you and get you started on this amazing journey of self-improvement. I'll speak to you in the next episode.